legendary Frightmaster George A. Romero comes one of the most daring, hypnotic, and absolutely vital horror films of the past decade, Fangoria.com. Romero continues his influential Dead series, this time focusing on a terrified group of college film students who record the pandemic rise of flesh-eating zombies while struggling for their own survival. Intensely gruesome and relentlessly grisly, fueled by the director's signature realistic special effects, Diary of the Dead is must-see horror that is Romero at his finest. BloodyDisgusting.com I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. We review B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. Yay, it's October, and that means it's Cult Classic Month once again. Yay, everybody's favorite time of the year. Except we're doing things a little bit different this time. Yeah, this time it's worst of the series. We're taking a look at some classic horror series and going to you, our listeners, to find out which one you think is the worst of the series. And we're watching that and reviewing it because we probably hate ourselves. And we want to give you guys the chance to decide what we're going to review. So this week we take one of George Romero's dead films from his uh, Living Dead sextet of films. And we are taking a look at the fifth film in that series, Diary of the Dead from 2007. Oh, joy. Oh, yeah. You heard what the back of the DVD box had to say. And if you don't know about George Romero at this point, you haven't listened to our last four episodes. But we're just going to dive right into this shit with our top and bottom three. Let's start with the top. Let's, let's, let's get some good out there first. Oh, God, this is going to be tough. You want to start this one off? Sure, why not? So, at number three for me on the top, this film makes me really, really want to watch Dawn of the Dead because it's a much better film by George Romero. I mean, it just brings me such nostalgia of other great George Romero films. And, you know, it, you got to give it credit for making me want to watch more George Romero. Yeah, your credit credit giving that you've given it is There Are Better Films by George Romero. <laughs> number two, the character of the drunk professor. I don't give a fuck what his name is. And you know what? I'm pretty sure he doesn't either. You know, I really do think that he didn't even know he was in a movie. Like, someone just gave him alcohol, and he was just ad-libbing all of his lines and thought that, like, this was real life. Also, he's pretty badass. Oh, yeah, by far the best character. He's got the best lines, you know, some, some great zombie kills. And he's drunk most of the time, so that's an added bonus. Here, here. Number one on the top, the zombie kills in this film. Although they all do look like cheap CGI, none of that fucking, what did it say on the cover? Fucking uh, realistic, signature realistic special effects, my ass. It's cheap ass CGI. But anyway, you've got a defibrillator, which doesn't actually kill the zombie, but makes its eyeballs explode. You've got acid seeping through a zombie's head, a scythe going through an Amish guy's head and into a zombie an arrow sticking through a zombie's head and into the wall with the zombie stuck on it, a sword split, and, of course, you know, how could you have a zombie movie without a shotgun decapitation, but instead of the head getting blown off, the zombie is hanging by its hair, and the body gets blown off Gotta at the jawline. Yeah. So, I mean, some, some pretty cool and uh, memorable zombie kills that I completely forgot about over the last decade, but I remembered them once I saw the film. Yeah. Arts for my top three, man, this is difficult. Number three, you know, I kind of like found footage footage films. I know a lot of people hate them, and they definitely aren't my favorite type of horror film, but I've seen some good ones, and I definitely think if done in the right way, they can be really fun to watch. This wasn't one of those cases, but, you know, 
I don't completely hate the found footage genre like a lot of people do. I mean, kudos to George Romero for trying to make a found footage film. Yeah, the, the word is trying. Number two, there were some, like Corey said, there were some really awesome death scenes. Particularly, I have to say, there's one where there's a farmer who impales himself and a zombie with, uh, through the skull with a, with a scythe. Even though it was completely unrealistic, it looked really cool. And even most of the CGI, despite the fact that it looked cheap as hell, still looked kind of cool. And number one, the best character by far, like Corey said, was the professor. He's drunk, he's British, and he just doesn't give a shit about anything. And he also had really no point in being in the film except to make sarcastic comments and to be drunk and British. Yeah, even like when, when the other characters are interviewing him, he's like, yeah, I've got nowhere to be. I've got no one to be with. Yeah, I'm just, I just kind of wander like from place to place. Like, no big deal. Yeah, they may as well have just like found, like ha- had him in the film as a homeless guy they picked up. And it, it probably would have been better that way. Or at least it wouldn't have changed anything about his character. So that's it for the top. Let's move on to the bottom three. Now, this was kind of hard to narrow down. Uh, But for me, number three, the title of the film within the film, because, of course, Diary of the Dead, we couldn't just call the film Diary of the Dead and that be that. This is a found footage film. So the found footage within the film has its own title of The Death of Death. What the fuck kind of stupid ass name is that? Sounds like a really shitty metal album. Like The Death of Death. It sounds like a homoerotic novel. Like, I, I don't know why. But it just seems like death has found love in, like, the arms of another man. And, like, so therefore is dead but live and I don't know. I think you might be confusing homoerotic with necrophiliac. Or both. I'm not going to... Well, I won't judge the... I'll judge the necrophiliac part. Um, Sorry, necrophiliacs listening. So, I guess let's just move on to number two. You stole a scene from the remake of Night of the Living Dead to put in this fucking movie. How fucking stupid and self-satisfying is that? Like, really? The whole, is it dead yet scene where it was really cool in Night of the Living Dead when Barbara was shooting the one zombie and everyone's standing there in disbelief. And she's like, is it dead yet? But no, in this one, you, you take, you know, some nerdy kid and have him stick an IV pole through a zombie's chest and go, is it dead yet? Do you guys think it's dead? Do you realize that yet? Shut the fuck up. Create your own shit. That's what you are famous for. That's what you should be putting out. Not this drivel that's fucking just copying off of somebody else who did nothing but remake your own movie. What the fuck? Yeah, that scene I couldn't tell if he was like being sarcastic, like, look, they're, they're not dying, they're not dying, or if he's just an idiot. It was really hard to tell. No, it was just a scene from another movie. Well, that explains everything and nothing at the same time. Number one, Jason, the documentarian, the person the, that's filming the whole thing is a fucking asshole. He claims he wants to, quote unquote, help people survive, but he won't put down his camera to actually help people survive when he could do something and help someone that's directly in front of him being attacked by zombies. What a pretentious hypocrite. Like, seriously, put down the fucking camera and... Kick, kick the shit out of a zombie. Kick it in the fucking face. Throw a chair at it. Fucking DDT it. Give it the Stone Cold Stunner. I don't give a shit. Just do something. Also, the movie clearly points out that plenty of people are already recording what's going on in the zombie apocalypse, so his whole movie is pointless. Yeah, right. but he, like, like he's just fucking a hypocrite. 
I hate him. I'm, I'm glad he gets his comeuppance. So my turn to shit on this film. Spoiler. Yeah, go for it. All right, number three. The characters, except for the professor, were all boring as hell. They're one-dimensional, spent most of the time making stupid decisions or wasting bullets or just bitching at each other for no real reason. Well, except for bitching at Jason for filming the whole thing. Yeah, but Jason, they should have just left behind and let him die. Like, well, I hope you enjoy your film. And I guess when you live in a world where society falls apart literally 24 hours after a zombie outbreak, the world you're in is just inherently stupid. I mean, seriously, you, you, you realize, although it is illogical and won't happen, but if a zombie outbreak happened, like, in real life, like, the first person that would see a zombie would, like, kill it, and then life would move on. Yeah, like, that's, a, that's the thing. It's, like, it takes these people forever to be like, oh, wait, you know, are they really coming back to life? And then they say it, like, five times, the dead are coming back to life. And then, oh, then whoever, that- like, realizes it gets bitten, and they're like, oh, no. It's one of those movies where they have the same epiphany six times in a matter of, like, minutes. It's it's really annoying. Number two, this movie is annoyingly predictable. It's just a series of characters going from one spot, getting attacked by zombies, then going to another spot, and, and the same thing happens. I know it's a found footage film, and that's pretty common for those, but still, this was particularly obnoxious. We need to go here because we need to, you know, get this person or go to this person's house. And, well, what happened? Well, it's been broken in by zombies, or there's a zombie, or zombies are, are there, and somebody will die. I mean, the only thing that really, like, wasn't predictable was when they met the Amish guy, and he pulled out, like, fucking dynamite and blew the shit out of a bunch of zombies with it. And then they killed him off way too early. Like, the movie should have well, been that, that Amish that was, guy. That and, was predictable. Like, yeah. Yeah, deaf Amish guy and awesome, awesome drunk professor. Yeah, I would watch that movie. And number one, this movie is unbearably pretentious. It tries so hard to be deep by talking about how the media and the government are lying to you and only these freelance journalists who aren't bought by, you know, big money and are the harbingers of truth. Or the movie really doesn't present that point. It just repeats, they just constantly repeatedly keep saying it and, you know, you're supposed to take it at face value. Why bother having a theme or some kind of social commentary if you're not even going to bother, like, going into it? And, and the funny thing about that is, like, in that sense, this film seems more relevant today than it did actually when it came out 10 years ago. And, like, also to that effect, this film does seem to have, like, an underlying, you know, social commentary on, like, social media and wanting to be the best out there in uploading things and having your stuff online and being recognized, which is a huge thing thing today like everybody wants to one-up everybody else on the, the the social medias yeah this movie definitely had some had had a lot of um ideas behind it but it was i think it was actually deterred by the fact that they chose found footage as their um style because they were limited in scope and overall it just didn't work well but this movie was fake news before fake news was and, a thing. and as far as the, the found footage thing too like they, they get, like, footage of, like, them driving into a warehouse from the warehouse only to ha- to throw in a scene where they explain how they get that footage. Like, it, they don't even use any other footage from the warehouse cameras, which if they would have used other footage, it would have made sense. But no, they just ha- used that footage just to put in a whole nother scene where they explain how they get that two seconds of fucking footage. Yeah, they, have a, they have a whole scene where the guy's just charging his camera. And most and of the not scene, helping yeah. people when they need help. Exactly. Because he's a pretentious asshole. 
most of the scenes in this movie seem like they were like not meant to make the final cut, but accidentally did. I I feel like we watched the wrong version of this somehow. You know, I'm tired of bitching about this. Let's have ourselves a good old fashioned quote war. Quote war. We're gonna quote this film back and forth, and uh, we'll yeah. just go from there. So I'll start. This is a diary of cruelty. I remember the war. In wartime, killing comes easily, especially when you don't have to do any of it. Always fancied myself a swashbuckler. Poor Gordo. He just flunked out. It won't be long before nothing works, darling. Nothing at all. God couldn't fix it. He wanders wherever there's a bottle of spirit. I'd like to meet your father, too. He might have a bar. And there you have it. That ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. All quotes, I think, came from uh, The Drunken Professor. Because he has the only good lines of the film. And the only good parts of the film as well. So, if you would like to tell us who won this episode's edition of Quote Wars, if you have a favorite quote from Diary of the Dead, or want to tell us why we're wrong for saying the things that we said about it, leave a comment in the section below or on our website, bmoviebros.com. But but just remember, you guys voted for this one, so you have to deal with your decision now. So I think it's time to give this film our final take. Remember, friends, of a final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale, 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst, and the reason we gave it that score. I gave this movie a 5 out of 10. I gave it a 7 out of 10. Well, you know, I, I have to say, the, short and simple, Diary of the Dead is a mediocre film which shows the downfall of a once prestigious director. Low-quality special effects, low-quality acting, and even low-quality writing brings this film down to just a boring piece of drivel. There is, of course, some social commentary. However, its delivery is horrible, to say the least, and seems to hold more weight and relevance in today's world than it did when this film was released 10 years ago. And I would know, because I saw this film on opening night. I'm, I, I, I'm, uh, yeah. That was a bad life decision, wasn't it? It, it is mildly entertaining, but not worth the watch unless you're a diehard Romero fan. You know, I did actually miss an intercollegiate Dance Dance Revolution tournament to see this movie. And, and I, I do regret that decision. However, I do still hold the, the reigning title of Dance Dance Revolution champion for my college because there was only ever one competition and I won. Well, all right. All right. Diary of the Dead embodies all the shortcomings of found footage of the found footage genre. The characters are one dimensional and only serve as catalysts to get from one scene to the next, thus making making it really hard to care about what happens to any of them. There are tons of predictable jump scares, which killed all suspense of the film that the film was attempting to have. And most of the dialogue is unnatural sounding and just exhibition, trying to force as much um, explanation into, into everything as possible, which really annoys me. These problems, like I said, are relatively typical in found footage films due to the limitation in equipment and... And and the fact that it pretends to be filmed in real time. Regardless, though, the worst part of this movie was the fact that it was obvious that the creators had some semblance of a decent story within it. However, this story became bogged down by chaotic bullshit and ended up falling apart before it even began. What you end up with is an attempt at a deep social commentary about the media and government lying to you and how apparently only hipsters with camera are woke enough to know the real truth. <laughs> the truth, of course, being that zombies are apparently bad and deadly and you shouldn't, shouldn't stick your hand out in front of them to bite you. 
which anyone with an IQ in the double digits should be able to figure out right away. But once again, their whole society fell apart in 24 hours, so not exactly the genius dimension. Despite the fact that the characters are constantly rambling on about the big cover-up, everyone they encounter either on the road or online already knows what's going on, which makes the entire point of the film really pointless. Diary of the Dead really seemed to want to follow in the footsteps of its predecessors and deliver some kind of profound message about society. It failed miserably. I got the feeling that Romero just really wasn't in, didn't really understand the changing time periods the way he did in the 70s and the 60s, which is unfortunate since it really wasn't a bad idea in theory. The style of Diary of the Dead had far too many restrictions to warrant any sub any of the substance it needed, to, needed, leading to a boring and predictable mess. The audience became reliant on the characters trying to explain the plot rather than showing anything, resulting in some of the most pretentious and unnecessary dialogue I've ever heard. Diary of the Dead, in my opinion, and in the opinion of most of our listeners, is the worst of George Romero's Dead series. It doesn't even deserve to be mentioned alongside much better films like Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, or Day of the Dead. It should be ignored completely like Survival of the Dead and Land of the Dead. I guess this is what happens when you sacrifice story for style. You end up ruining two different genres, which is this movie's only real accomplishment. So there you have it, folks. A, uh, an 8 out of 10 from Paul and a 5 out of 10 from me. Now, we know not everyone likes to watch the same kind of shit that we do, so we like to give every B-movie we review an A-movie companion and tell you why these movies are the same exact movie, except of different, you know, quality and standards. For me, I picked the 2006 film The Hills Have Eyes. I picked The Blur Witch from 2016. So I have to say that The Hills Have Eyes from 2006 and Diary of the Dead from 2007 are the same film because in both films, a group of people is traveling by RV through a wasteland, either an apocalypse created by the undead or a desert formerly used as a nuclear test site. In both films, the group of protagonists face a group of ravenous killers, either zombies or inbred, re- in- inbred rednecks that have you know mutated over the years due to nuclear waste and inbreeding. And both films actually do use Greg Nicotero in their makeup and special effects departments. Well, good for Greg Nicotero. And that's why The Hills Have Eyes from 2006 and Diary of the Dead from 2007 are the same film. All right, I picked The Blur Witch because both movies are found footage films. Both movies take place in the same universe as a popular film that came out years prior. Diary of the Dead takes place in the same universe as Night of the Living Dead, which, took pla- which was filmed in 1968, and Blair Witch takes place in the same universe as The Blair Witch Project, which came out in 1999. Both movies have some kind of creature or creatures that pop out out of nowhere and attack the characters. Diary of the Dead had surprisingly stealthy zombies that seemed to be able to sneak up on the uh, film crew, crew for some reason, and Blair Witch Project had, well, The Blair Witch, who would just kind of pop out of nowhere and scare the fuck out of the characters and occasionally kill them. And both movies are universally considered inferior to their predecessors. So there you have it. If you want to watch an A-movie version of Diary of the Dead, check out The Blair Witch or The Hills Have Eyes. Yeah, I actually kind of liked The Blair Witch. It wasn't great, but it was definitely better than Diary of the Dead. So it is that. 
So now I think it's time for us to drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. We'll give you some drinking games to uh, drink away this film. But remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time someone says something about shooting them in the head, take a drink. Number two, every time someone gets bitten, take a drink. Number three, every time people criticize Jason for filming, take a drink. Number four, whenever the drunk professor says something deeply profound or intelligent sounding, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's cult classic, worst of the series edition month. Anytime you feel like you should be watching a better movie from this film series, take a drink. Every time someone talks about going home, take a drink. Every time the crew shows up at a new place seeking either shelter or supplies, take a drink. Every time someone wastes a bullet, take a drink. And every time a government cover-up is mentioned for some reason, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else B-movie-related, you can leave us a comment on either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at bmoviebros at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com dash bmoviebros. Follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros or my personal Twitter handle at bmoviepaul. You can check out all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website, bmoviebros.com, where we have new shows each week. If you want to support the show, consider donating to either our PayPal or Patreon accounts. All donations are appreciated. So as we've seen uh, one film this month, George Romero still reigns supreme on the, uh, on the leaderboard here of films that we've watched this month. Yeah, apparently just, got an extra week. Just like he did last week, last month. Um, with Diary of the Dead being number one, because it's the only film we've seen this month. So, uh, will it, will it stay on top? Well, looks like you guys get to decide, because we're doing another poll for this, for this week. Ooh, so as we continue down the road of Cult Classic Month, worst of the series edition, next week we're gonna check out The Killer of Camp Crystal Lake. And, you know, what iteration are we going to see? We don't know. We're going to turn to our Twitter poll and find out what you decided. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more.